Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you over here. Reverend Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And this happens every Friday here on the New Thought Media Network right here on Friday mornings. We just love getting together early in the morning and talking about what's going on in the world. Um, so, and uh, now you're not at home this week, right, Z? You're out, uh, out in the world. Tell everybody where you are. I am... In Florida, visiting my grandkids. Um, so I am safe and sound, and I intend to be safe and sound, um, especially as we deal with uh, deal with the rise of COVID. Um, you know, um, I'm 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 down here between Duval and St. Johns County, and you know, kids are starting school in a couple of weeks. And we need masks, we need shots, we need hand sanitizer, we need everything we can get, not just here, but all over the country to really uh, create an environment for our kids to get back in school in person and, and, and you know, elevate this whole idea of learning and education because we can't afford for the kids to be out of school for another year doing remote learning. We, we're going to put them in such a bind um, you know, for the rest of their lives, actually. I mean, imagine going two years, really, without having any education and then trying to compete. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I, I'm glad to see my grandkids before they go to school. And, you know, we're doing some heavy praying up in here, uh, <laughs> making sure we, <laughs> we, we get some hand sanitizer all over their body. <laughs> exactly um and you know it's, i saw i didn't read the article but i saw a headline that said florida <laughs> residents to their friends please stay home uh, right the, the people of maybe not the politicians but the people of florida are starting to say hey and other places are starting to recognize i believe that the delta variant what is it? The Lambda variant now that we're looking at behind that. I think I saw, yes. uh, uh, right. There will be, there will probably be an M L X Y and Z variants oh, of these oh, things, oh. of this thing <laughs> before we're done. Yeah. Um, I saw another great meme, right? That which does not kill you mutates, comes back and tries again. <laughs> yeah. We have to be diligent now more than ever to um you know we broke out it was nice i got i got i got my vaccinations right it was nice not wearing a mask everywhere for a while and i don't think anybody's saying we have to wear masks everywhere for a while but i believe that if we don't we're pretty much headed right back to where we were in march of 2020 with the whole world getting locked down and nobody going anywhere for a month or two yep and that seems like 
the lesser of the uh, desirable options here. You would think, you would think, but uh, you know, I and 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 I'm I I got me one of them uh, M ninety fives or in excuse me N ninety five man because I ain't playing around with this thing uh, because people are just I just saw that there was uh, in at the, it was in Texas a uh, uh, a representative forty five year old guy who had just recently posted a, a anti vaxxation uh post on some social media just passed away you know you know send prayers and, and everything to his family he's had a, a wife and kid um you know and and hopefully they are not infected but i mean this 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 virus is real it's not it's not something political it's not something people are just you know using for i don't even know how you would use it for any benefit other than to kill people but uh you know, it's 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 imperative that we, you know, as everyone's saying, look at the science, follow the science, and and and. Well, I'm not going to make a joke about it. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to say something about you know one of the comments is that they're putting trackers in people with with the virus and they're tracking you. If you got a cell phone and you're posting on 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 the internet on any social media. They're already tracking you, so you can forget that unless you throw away your phone. You you don't even have to post on social media, and they're tracking you. Well, it's true that <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they can they can track you with it with yeah. that device exactly. Yeah, you 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 put in you put in uh, uh, directions from Google on how to get from here to the nearest target. They already tracking you right there. Yep. You know, it's interesting because I do find that it's like. Not okay. So the other big one is um, they're tracking us, but they're going to be able to flip this microchip and, and control us. And this is all about being able. Okay, so if that if that were true, let's play that game for just a minute. If that were true, if I had a button where I can control the people that have been vaccinated, wouldn't I use that button to make those people? Go after the people that aren't vaccinated and force them to be vaccinated. <laughs> and so it, it makes no sense. We no. still we we this philosophy we as ministers as leaders teach that we we are always at free will. We all you always have free will and you always have choice. And I do yeah. not believe yeah. that our government, any government, any drug, <clears throat> big pharma, yada yada yada, is injecting us with is trying to change that free will because i don't think you can no matter how hard you try you can't change the people's desire to live the life they desire <laughs> that they really want right <laughs> so we don't want to make anybody wrong about this right and on behalf of New Thought Media Network, as the senior minister, I will be the first to say, get your vaccination, wear your mask. Yeah. Get yeah. vaccinated and wear a mask. Wear gloves. And wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> stay, stay, stay six feet apart. Don't go run. Don't go to Lollapalooza. Don't go to Sturgis. Don't go see Fish or Widespread or your favorite band because those places, even the unvaccinated, college kids younger now coming down with this with 
um, we know someone personally, someone I see at church regularly who fully vaccinated and has now been diagnosed with COVID and is having respiratory problems. This, this is not a political football folks. This shit's real. <laughs> Speaking of real shit, how are the Olympics doing? Well, they're coming to an end. <laughs> they're coming to an end. Yes, they will. They will be uh, ending come tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow. Sunday. Sunday is the closing cer- ceremony, and uh, you know we 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 got through that. I'm not sure how many cases of uh, COVID they had. They, I know they had quite a few. I don't know uh, what the final count is so far, but uh, but yeah. So. That's you know, happened, did, and and Simone Biles did compete in her, the last individual event that she was uh, had qualified for and got bronze. So that was great, uh, and and now you know she's forwarded the case of one issue that we really need to look at in this country again, or uh, continue and make it wider is mental health. Yeah. You know. Imagine, imagine being in her position and having the weight of the world on her shoulder at age 24, mind you, yeah. uh, doing one of the most dangerous sports in the Olympics. And then people had the nerve and the audacity to criticize her because she would not put her life in danger for their entertainment. Uh, okay, enough of that. Uh, so... <laughs> Because that, that'll tow us off track, and and but but I've watched a lot of the Olympics, and uh, it's been it's been fun uh, to see a lot of teenagers winning events from around the world. Uh, you know, 17, 18, 19. I was watching diving last night. They had some young ladies doing high platform diving from China, fourteen and fifteen, and. You know, having swam a little bit in high school was scared of the diving part, but uh, watching these girls get perfect scores on two or three dives was amazing. And 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 I'm saying it's amazing because of I'm because of because of the discipline, the focus, and everything that goes into that just capsulates the 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 power of the human spirit and the spirit of the divine when you can focus it towards achieving something and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna shut it down right there <laughs> uh, well not thank you for shutting it down but thank you for that perspective <laughs> and we may have talked about this on this program or other programs before i i i i have this strong urge in in the Olympics to let go of the nationalism. Like every day I see on my news ticker, there's this thing, uh, the medal count, right? Yep. So if you're interested, China's winning the gold medal count, but the U S is winning the overall medal count, right? Japan's been in third place there on, uh, on gold and overall. So in today's age, I, I'd be much happier with the Olympics if we truly were celebrating the athletes and weren't putting this national, just like you said, the weight of the entire United States is resting on the shoulder. No, it's not. 
this woman should not in any way be responsible for America's feeling good about ourselves. This woman in no way should be responsible for the perception of American sports across the planet. She should be responsible for the perception of her own ability, for the perception of her team, of her grand, uh, her organization. A lot of people don't know this about Simone, but she's a lot more than an athlete. She's a businesswoman. She's doing a lot to foster the sport of gymnastics beyond the perceived limitations, beyond the, oh, I live in this state or I go to that club or I'm a part of this team. I think I'd get behind the Olympics a lot more if we got rid of the nationalism and it wasn't, and we didn't keep, I don't care how many medals, China didn't win any medals. The U.S. did not win any medals. People did. So let's, let's keep a medal count, right? I, I, I this might be a wrong, this, tell me if this is wrong, but I'd rather see a medal count that says black male, Black female, white male, white female, right? <laughs> Asian, Pacific Islander, your whatever it might be, however we break it out, let's break it out according to the people of what they're doing, not the and I know breaking it out white black and white can't be right. But my opinion but is a lot we see a lot more better we see a lot more black athletes than we do white that athletes, in my opinion, from yeah. my perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, and, 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 and I just want to say also that, you know, we go, we go overboard in some cases on promoting Olympics and I'm a sports guy, so I like sports, but I want to just make it clear that after the Olympics ends on August 8th, let's not forget that on August 24th, the Paralympics begin, yes. right? From August 24th to September 5th. And these are athletes with some form of disability or I'm not sure how they classify it all in, in being politically correct. And I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm going to be watching because those are some real. When you look at some of the feats and some of the human triumph stories that happen with some of these uh, individuals who may have gotten hurt in war, or may have been born with the defect or something, and how they have mentally prepared to overcome all the ridicule that they may have gotten to stand a pop of the podium, if you will, or even attempt to stand the top, is a testament to the human spirit and the energy of the divine that says, rise, you mighty person. You can do anything if you will. Yes. I did some <clears throat> excuse me. I did a, uh, some volunteer work with the Special Olympics years ago when I was in the winter snow sports industry, and I will tell you that is actually an example. I don't know why I'd forgotten about it. That is an example of what I'm speaking. They celebrate the people. They celebrate the effort. Now, this isn't everybody goes home with a gold because not everybody medals, and. Those people feel, these folks feel the sorrow and the hurt and the letdown and the disappointment just as much as anybody, any regular abled person does. Mm -hmm. And I love the Special Olympics for that, for that asset and the Paralympics for that aspect, because we do get to see the, the real effort of the human. And we and we get rid of and the nationalism is just pushed aside and the and the marketing is just pushed aside and um 
Yes. Maybe there needs to be an effort to put more. Let's put more behind the Paralympics than the, <laughs> than the Olympics. Yeah. That could be good. So, yes, again, folks, we want to congratulate everybody that's participated uh, and, uh, and everybody that's uh, benefited by these Olympics. And we'll have a Winter Olympics coming up pretty quick here <laughs> because this one's got pushed around a little bit. So, yep. uh, just to, let's see. So, it should have been 2020. So, next year will be a Winter Olympic year. Uh, we'll get into it again at that point, but uh, for now, we want to keep moving in our in our program here this morning. And our big story of the day, and one that we really have been chewing on a bit here, Z, um, the state of rent, housing, and the housing market in America right now. Yes. We've talked about the fact that there's enough empty housing to house every homeless person on the street in this country. We've talked about various aspects of this, but today what we'd like to talk with you about is the rising costs of what's gotten us here. Yes. Um, and, and go ahead. I was going to say we want to get the I want to get this one started with a little bit of funny. So mm -hmm. if you'll join us, this is from like ten years ago, and if you have never seen this. This was a New York State uh, debate for governor in 20. Uh, th this was actually in 2006, so it's over 15 years old. Uh, check this out. Myself, I represent the rent is too damn high party. People are working eight hours a day and 40 hours a week to some a third job. Women can't afford to take care of their children, feed their children breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My main job is to provide a roof over your head, food on the table, and money in your pocket. This is politics as usual. Playing a silly game. It's not going to happen. The rent too damn high movement. The people I'm here to represent can't afford to pay their rent. They're being laid off right now as I speak. They can't eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Listen, someone's stomach, chill, child's stomach just growled. Did you hear it? Got to listen like me. Okay. Let's Mr. talk Mick about Cohen. the issue. Mr. People can't Mr. afford Mr. to Cuomo, pay their rent. 30 seconds for you, sir. Rent is too damn high. <laughs> Thank you. The now, tell me Mario Cuomo didn't agree with him right there. <laughs> I dare anyone out there to tell me that that man didn't agree with Willie. <laughs> and if you don't remember, Willie, he became a folk hero real quick for that piece. Now, he didn't go very far in the New York governor's race. Uh, and he's got some history and, and things of that nature. That, But he's still on YouTube, but he's still preaching that same message. And, and I think we're at the, that same place, man. The rent is too damn high. Yeah. If yeah. you didn't buy in 5, 10, 15 years ago, I, most people can't even afford to buy anymore. Nope. You know, we, 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 we looked at some statistics. <clears throat> and the average cost of a square foot across the nation is a dollar and 65 cent a square foot, which equates to a $600 apartment would cost you $1,000 a month, roughly, $990 to be exact. That's before you got utilities. Uh, and mm -hmm. when we look at the wages when we look at how people are being displaced because of COVID, another reason to get a vaccine to get people back in the workforce uh 
it's going to be a big issue. Now, they had the rent moratorium had ended. They've now reinstated it till October, I think it is. And, and, and maybe on Sunday, they will pass that infrastructure bill, trillion-dollar infrastructure bill, which will give uh, opportunities for um, more jobs, some higher-paying jobs, ideally, and be able to train some people in some, in some high-tech fields where they can earn a good wage. But we have a problem. You just think about $1,000 a month for rent on $15 an hour. Right. For a family of three, let's say. We ain't going to even go to four because imagine four people living in a 600 square foot place. I mean, they're sleeping on top of each other. Hell, just a single mother with one child. Yeah. Again, folks, we, we ran some numbers. At $15 an hour, 40 hours a week, assuming 20% for taxes, the av that worker is going to bring home uh, just under two thousand dollars in cash a month. If if your average rent is seventeen hundred dollars a month, how are you going to live on two hundred bucks? How are you going right. to pay health insurance for that child for that one child you had? We ran the numbers a little differently. Let's say let's say you've got a good job. Let's say you've got a good job. You're making twenty five dollars an hour. You're still only bringing home a thousand bucks a week. Now, most places, most experts I listen to say you should be able to pay your rent with one week's paycheck. How am I supposed to pay rent one, my entire month's rent with one week's paycheck, even making $25 an hour and working 40 hours a week? Yeah. And these are, and we're talking one bedrooms, folks, right? We're not talking, I, I can hear somebody in the background, well, shit, that's why college kids get roommates. That's why everybody gets, you know, that's why you need a roommate when you're young. We shouldn't need roommates when we, we shouldn't have to share a sleeping space just to be able to have a roof over our heads. And, you know, I was young, I shared, I shared places. We share, you know, two guys in a bedroom and two guys in the next bedroom and two guys in the third bedroom. And yeah, we could, and six guys could afford a three bedroom house today. I don't know. Three yep. bedroom house. You're looking again at, at a buck 30, buck 40, buck 50, a square foot. You're paying two, 3,000, $2,500, for a 2000 square foot house. Even six guys are going to have a hard time making that happen. Yeah. And a and, lot of municipalities have changed all these laws that you can't have more than one family in a house. Can't put five college guys in a house anymore. Uh, they just won't let you do it. And so and so now there's this it's, the term has been around, but I think it's, it's, it's coming back in, in, in vogue, if you will, which is a horrible thing to say. The working homeless where you have people who have good jobs, if you will, that are still unable to support their family and sure. and and if you're like me uh viewers i've noticed an increase in storage units every they're building brand new high-tech storage units everywhere every state so we said all right well what's the cost of that well the lowest price i saw which and this is the national average from 131 to 266 a square foot. 
So storage units are costing just as much as apartments. So, you know, you get evicted from your place. You you got your stuff that you work for. You don't want to just throw it on the street. So you go get a, a unit. But now the unit is just as much as an apartment. But at least your stuff don't get thrown out. Or do I live in the unit? I mean, now you got all, but you can't live in the unit because uh, it's just as much as a, uh, as an apartment and I don't have facilities. I mean, we're going to get ourselves in a real serious situation if we're not already there. Yeah. <clears throat> if we can't yes. figure out how to make this machine, if you will, call life work properly where people are paid a decent wage, housing is comparable. Uh, opportunities for, for health care and all these things are working together. We keep pulling these strings and it's just tilting the, the ship for a little while. It's not going to last. Exactly. It's not going to last. Uh, I've been thinking about this one as well, that um, my family has a storage unit. We do. We're part of the problem. We know it because the house that we can afford doesn't have a garage and the room for some of the things that we just don't want to let go of before we get to our next house that we don't want to buy before we get to our next place. And in that regard, I see people that are running their businesses, painters who, you know, in the old days, if you were a painter, uh, you'd have a garage that you, you could afford a house with a two car garage and your wife would have one side for the, for her car. And you'd have the other side for your supplies and your business. I see so many independent contractors that are being pushed out of in many ways work because they can't afford the space to keep their equipment, to keep the paint and to keep the, or they, or they risk putting it in a trailer that gets stolen off the street in the middle of the night. Right. Sorry. Um, and our friend in Canada, Terry Paul Choice, is adding that there's a housing crisis in Canada as well. Um, yes, Terry, uh, please don't, don't hear us saying this is totally an American problem. Uh, we, I, I think we see that we're going to see this in across the world. I think if yeah. we go to, if we went to South America, it's a different standard of living, and I can't help but believe the people there are probably saying same very price. much the same stuff. Yep, can't afford a, probably can't afford a, an apartment in Rio de Janeiro right now either, or Rome or London. Um, we do know from people we know in England that that's tough. It's tough there as well. So this is a human problem. It's a global concern. I think it's something we can address. Uh, I know it's something we can address because the resources are out there. The people are out there. The question is, do, um, do we have the wherewithal within <clears throat> to believe that we can make the change? And are we willing to follow the guidance of the divine to either make the change or demand the change? Right. And, 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 <clears throat> excuse me. So, and, and we, we have also Alice is sitting saying, you know, without her and her husband, her daughter would be in, in a situation in terms of trying to live and find good housing. And then we have Linda who's asking what are some solutions and, that's part of the solution that Alice is bringing up. We have to begin to get families together to do things together. I mean, there used to be an idea of, okay, we're going to get a duplex. Uh, parents live on one side, kids live on the other side or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, parents may have a little more assets to get into a building. And, 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 and you know, there are creative ways of doing this. 
But again, as, as Robert said at the beginning of the story, housing prices are going up because people are moving from high priced places, getting top dollar for their buildings, moving to lower yep. markets where they can come in. I know in Colorado for a while there, people were coming in, paying 10, 15, 20% over asking price and paying cash for houses where they had a house in California, they came and flipped it around, making it yeah. impossible for the average person to get a house because they're driving up the market. Yep. So solutions, I wish we had them. Uh, I do believe we, we can see some ideas. If you've been listening to this network for at all in the last year, you've heard Rebzy and I talk about intentional communities uh, more than a few times. Uh, we believe there's other aspects as well. I don't think this is just about, you know, giving other people more money or this, but I do believe it is looking out for each other, helping out with each other, keeping an eye on our neighbors. Uh, maybe it is supporting someone. And you know, we had a friend visiting not all that long ago that um, it just happened to be a Saturday. She was visiting, yada, yada. There's a great food bank around the corner from us. So my wife said, well, come on, let's go to the food bank real quick. And they had a drive through day and we were able to help this woman, not because she can't afford it, not because she can't do it, not because she don't, because the resources are there. So we took her over, got her a whole big, huge amount of food, put it in the back of her car and she, off she went. All right. She came back to visit a few days later and said, here, here's the box of stuff I'm not going to use. You guys use it. Okay. Some of it we didn't use. We took it right back to the food bank. There are avenues through which we can all be supporting each other. And before we run out of time here today, we want to support our friends and our families and neighbors and everyone that's being affected by the wildfires in California again and anywhere else in the world that you might be experiencing wildfires. Um, the Cal California, Greenville, California disappeared last night. Um, over 100 homes gone. It's uh, it's. Um, Again, we don't know that there are solutions to these things as much as there are our ability to stay conscious that we are in the process of creating something different as long as we keep working at it and keep staying together. Yeah. Z, final thoughts for the day before we get out of here? Um, I would just say, hey, let's, uh, let's be our brothers and sisters keeper. Let's look at ways that we can help. With babysitting as, as for grandkids and stuff, babysitting or, or, or taking someone to the food bank. Let's look intentionally for ways of helping others and knowing that that good will be spread around so that they will help, you know, to pay it forward. Each one will pay something forward. And we can we can begin to make some difference here. Yeah. And what we do know, folks, for sure, is there is more than enough on the planet for everybody. There's enough resources, there's enough food, there's enough housing. We just got to work on the logistics to get it into the hands of the people that need it the most or get the people that need it to where the resources are. It's a both-hand solution, both-hand situation, and I'm confident we can get there. Yep. All right. We're going to get out of here for now. Uh, if you're with us throughout the morning, please check out uh, Top Mama with uh, Reverend Laura Topper starting here in just a moment. Actually, probably started just about a moment ago because we're running about a minute over. Uh, but we've also got that morning prayers at 830, morning sip at, sorry, morning prayers at 815, 
Rev Melissa with the morning sip at 8.30. Wake up, say thank you at 9 a.m., 9.30, the Global Heart Meditation, 11 o'clock, in the flow with Rev Skip. And then we're back later tonight with Pastor Michael Mangus and the Fire, Friday Fireside Chat. I'm Rev Briz. Until next time, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.